Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You're listening to the award-winning Probably True. Please be aware that this podcast may contain strong language and adult themes. It would be boring otherwise. Hello and welcome to the Q&A episode of Probably True. I asked you to ask me anything and I'd answer them and by Christ did you ask me anything. Apologies for my slightly squeaky voice. It was pride the other day and I ruined my throat by shouting very very loud at a lot of different people but we'll come on to that in a bit. Right, let's get started, shall we? First question. Are you just doing this because you forgot to write a proper episode this week? Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> Next question. What's your opinion on poppers? My boyfriend has a really large penis and we find it difficult to have sex without them. Well, first off, that seems a lot more like a humble brag than anything else, but hey, good for you. I'm glad you're having fun with his enormous wang. Uh, as for poppers... I've tried them, but all they do for me is give me a cracking headache and make me blush really red. And that's kind of the point where I need the blood to be flowing the other direction, really. So I avoid them. But that said, I know a lot of my friends and lovers who actually do prefer to use them during sex as it helps things relax and helps people enjoy it more. You know, apparently the head rush makes it a little more intense. So, you know, if it works for you, go for it, I suppose. Same with everything, really. Here's a tip, though. Be careful opening the bottle if you've got lube on your hands. My first boyfriend and I made this mistake once. It slipped out of my luby hands, fell on the floor, and we nearly died of giggles from the fumes. We had to just leg it out of his bedroom and sit naked in the living room until the fumes had cleared. Scared the crap out of his housemates and ruined his laminate flooring. Okay, next question. Have you considered talking to a professional about the amount you wank? No. Sometimes I like to cut down to make sure that I'm enjoying sex properly, but it breaks my heart to look down and see my willy looking up at me like a sad little puppy just wanting someone to play with it. Now I've made myself sad and horny. <laughs> Next question. How many is too many for an orgy? <laughs> this sounds like something out of one of those uh, books on etiquette for young ladies from like the 1920s or whatever. Lady Deirdre Flutimuffin's High Society Shagging has this to say. When hosting an orgy, it is imperative that all participants have access to condoms, lube, and any other accoutrement they may require. You may even consider creating small party bags, embroidered with the name of every guest, containing these essentials. Not only will your attendees appreciate it in the moment, but they may well take such things into account when compiling the list of invitees for their own orgies. Ensure, when inviting guests, that you have the physical space to accommodate them all. Any guests left waiting at the door for an existing attendee to finish and leave are unlikely to accept a future invite or extend any of their own to you. Oh, I think that made my voice worse. Oh, good lord. Okay, next question. Would you ever consider using a sex robot? 
If they existed, yes, but more for times when I'd want it to stand in for me. I'm thinking kind of Jude Law from AI. You know, if I couldn't be bothered to shag someone, I'd just pop a blindfold on them and then activate the sex robot and let them go at it while I read a book or something in the corner. I'd throw in a few, oh baby, noises occasionally just to make sure it sounded convincing. Personally, I think I'd prefer to wait for the holodeck option, you know, like on Star Trek. They always used it to meet famous historical characters or act out their favourite Holland novels or whatever, which is great and all. But eventually, you're just going to want to shag Marilyn Monroe or James Dean rather than just talk to them. And that's when stuff starts getting weird, because in real life, we, you know, you work with another person to enjoy sex. You, you have to kind of work with what they have and what they like doing and the way they move and the way you move and everything. On the holodeck, you could just be like, computer load the Jason Momoa program, edit the file to give him an extra large penis, and make it vibrate. Now, create three more copies of him, lock the doors, and tell work I died or something. Engage. Okay, next question. Have you ever chatted someone up only to find out that you've had sex with them before and completely forgotten about it? Absolutely not. Never. And it's never completely awkward and weird and embarrassing, and I certainly haven't ever suggested that we have another go to refresh my memory. <laughs> Okay, next question. How can I get my brother to fuck me again? Uh, I... I... I <laughs> next question. Just move on. Jesus. Have you ever offended anyone with your podcast? Actually, yes. Once. Uh, my housemate I uh, was offended because I used a made-up version of a conversation we had to start an episode that was discussing the nature of offense and the impact of words and things like that. I changed the circumstances of the story so he didn't know the offensive meaning of the word faggot because he was foreign and, and just didn't know what the word meant. Of course, in reality, he does. I was just using it to start the discussion about how we use words. But that was lazy writing on my part and I should have made the character more obscure and, and less about him because he thought I was talking about him and obviously I wasn't. So, you know, lesson learned. However... That's not enough of an apology, and neither is just saying sorry, because that's not really what an apology is about. It's not enough to do something and then just shrug and go, sorry, and walk away. If there's a way to, you know, make good on what you did, then that's what you should do. You should make it better. If you make a mess, you should clear it up, not just stand there and go, ah, well, and then fuck off. So, in that spirit, I re-recorded that podcast to change the reference so that it sounds less like him and just like a friend. Never just say sorry if there's something you can do to fix a mess that you made. Okay. Do you bottom, and would you learn? I don't actually, really, but I should learn. It looks like a lot of fun. The guys I'm with always seem to be really enjoying it, and, you know, one of the few times I've bottomed was absolutely amazing. Some of the best sex I've ever had. I was staying in a hotel in Manchester, and my gentleman caller had to leave afterwards, so I walked him to the taxi rank down the street, because, you know, I'm a classy bitch. And once his car had pulled away, I had to sit on the curb for a couple of minutes because I couldn't walk properly because my legs were jelly. <sighs> a friend of mine who usually bottoms, but recently began topping more, I think it's because his boyfriend prefers to bottom, was complaining the other day about how exhausting it is. And I'm pretty lazy, so the, the prospect of just laying there and letting someone else do all the work is really quite tempting. I'd probably just get all bossy and be like, nope, you're doing it wrong, let me do it, Jesus. Next question. Nudes, stash or delete? Hmm. My own or other people's? Actually, it doesn't matter because my phone automatically backs everything up to the cloud, so I imagine there's literally thousands of dick pics in there somewhere. 
One day I like to think that I'll be able to share photos of me with my grandkids so that they can see what I looked like when I was young, but it's unlikely to happen even if I do ever end up with grandkids because there's no way I'll ever bother to go through all my pictures weeding out the dicks. <laughs> I'm like, hey, little Timmy, want to see what granddad looked like when he was your age? Oh, God, look away, no! <laughs> Are you worried you're ever going to run out of stories to tell on your podcast? Good question. Well, now I am. I guess I'll just have to keep sleeping with lots of men and generally having weird and awful experiences so I can keep telling you about them. God forbid I ever fall in love and settle down or anything like that. Why are your podcasts always so short? <sighs> they're not. They're just as long as they need to be, you know. I get the job done, and then it's over. What more do you need? Okay, rather than go on a rant about how hard it is to write 10 minutes of stand-up every week while at the same time having a proper paid job and a social life and occasionally a sex life and everything else, I'm, uh, I'm going to choose to hear the compliment in there, which was, I really enjoy your podcasts. I wish they could be longer. So thank you, anonymous person. I'm glad you like them. And I wish they could be longer too. You know, maybe one day someone will pay me for this so that I can spend more time on them oh here's a good question did you boo the gay conservatives at this year's pride in london please explain why in either case good question political controversy mm. i did not boo them no i did however shout at them as you can probably hear from my voice i'm a fan of long and complicated heckles at pride especially when i've had a drink or 12 and, you know, I'd been drinking since about 11am that day, so you can believe that I was hammered. I think my shout at the, you know, strangely small number of Conservatives marching this year, my shout would have been something like, I know it's not your fault and I respect your right to inform political opinion, but your party is against everything this march and the LGBT movement in general stands for. I recognise that you are not part of the leadership, but your presence here and continued support of those who are leading that party makes you complicit. I had more to say, but they'd moved on by then. Next question. What's the longest you've dated someone without sleeping with them? Uh, four dates, I think, which was about three weeks. The first couple of dates were great, and we really liked each other so much that we agreed, you know, we didn't have to rush things. We could take our time, and it wouldn't make any difference. But then by the fourth date, we were both starting to get on each other's tits a bit. And, but we'd invested so much by this point that we just wanted to shag and get it over with anyway. Annoyingly, even the sex wasn't very good, so it was pretty disappointing all around. Any advice for someone wanting to come out? Um, yes. Do it now, because sooner is always better than later. Uh, life is very short, and you deserve to live as much of it as your best self, unashamed and absolutely proud. Go you. It's scary, but once it's over, it is such a relief. Much like this podcast, in that respect. <laughs> and I think that's a good note to end on, really. Uh, thanks for all your questions, guys. Sorry if I didn't read your question out. I'll save it for the next Q&A when I uh, run out of material <laughs> or get too hungover to actually write another episode. Uh, but yeah, normal service next week. Uh, hopefully my voice will be back to normal too. Um, yeah. Bye. This was Probably True, the award-winning storytelling series written and produced by me, the award-winning Scott Flashheart. If you liked what you've heard, you could share it with your friends, leave a positive iTunes review, and sign up at probablytruepodcast.com. If you didn't like it, you can find me on Twitter as UnlikelyLad. Come at me, bro. Hold up. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.